0: if you're not neo when you're young you have no heart but if you're not cypher when you're older you have oh. no brain the oh. like, God. motherfucking goddamn orange peel
1: beef what's up everybody welcome to one fucking hour i am what should my hacker name be eon 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 that's pretty good (laughs) i am eon and of course uh you're watching the show where we talk about one goddamn movie and we have just one fucking hour to do it uh joined uh with me here to my left we got tom fitzgerald tom welcome to the matrix
2: I know kung fu.
1: <laughs> it
2: I was too stupid to ignore. I'm sorry.
1: Oh God. My sunglasses are not working at all. Yeah, uh to, I, yeah. yeah, not very good. Uh also. Hey, to my it's right, us. It's us. Hey, here we are. Uh, to my right, uh, we got um, gotta at least get through
0: my cold open on <laughs> my my intro before you take it. <laughs> I your couldn't sunglasses. do another second. Okay, okay so <laughs> right. we got Mr. Marcus Herring. What's going on? Enter the Marcus. Pretty good intro. But I think I got a better one. How about I give you the finger? No. Oh, and god. you give me, uh, or we just start the clock. Yes. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> oh, god. oh lord, dude, you've been red pill, dude. You've.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, amazing! Uh, all right, welcome everybody to a very special episode of One Fucking Hour. You know why? Is because uh, it is my belated birthday episode of the show. That's right. Um, you're welcome. It's you're a, welcome. a great tradition here. <laughs> it is. Um, and you know, you know what we do here when it's your birthday, you get the added perk of just selecting, you know, any type of movie you want. Uh, no notes, no pushback from the others. Um, so this is really an opportunity to uh, choose a film that you would not pick <laughs> under any other circumstance. Kind of a subversive choice, uh, forcing the others to have to watch and also report on a movie like this. And so I went with a movie that, you know, we'll get into this, but a movie yeah. that I had a lot of affection for when it came out back in 1999, actually a lot of affection. And we're talking about <laughs> The Matrix. So tonight <laughs> is one fucking hour on The Matrix. Uh now of course my birthday was back in September, but if you all remember we were in the midst of our, you know, year by year episode or the sort of, you know, when we did our 60s to the 80s year series. So I didn't want to break up the momentum of that for this shit. So I figure we'll we postpone. Uh, no, until and now. then <laughs> it was yes. October. Then it was October, right? So we just got through one fucking tober, and now we're rolling into a new series, uh, which we are going to kind of you know announce at the end of tonight's program. Because tonight's episode will fit into that series, believe it or not. So we're going to talk there's about so that. There's so much
2: going on here. There it's is. like the Matrix, man. It there's is, like man. There's like layers <laughs> to this episode, it man.
1: <laughs> it is, man. You don't know what you're at. It's your ask.
2: birthday, but it's like there's. it's part of a series. Yeah. And like. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, we got reasons for everything here on the show. So, all right, everybody. So we're going to get into that. Um, but, of course, before we do, two quick uh, little tidbits of business I wanted to uh discuss before we hit the clock uh one is of course the one fucking hour patreon Uh, if you like what we're doing here on the channel like listening to us uh talk about movies well if you join the fucking patreon there's even more of that so five bucks a month uh we'll get you instant access to our patreon where we're uploading feature-length audio commentaries and bonus episodes and guys, we last week or I think it was about two weeks ago now we uploaded uh, the bonus episode uh, where Marcus joined me and my good friend Joey and David Chen where we talked about uh, our horror movie guilty pleasures, which was <laughs> and I
0: didn't even have any. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you had one you had one i had one you had okay. one but 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 you were more of a witness to joey and david's un- unbelievably embarrassing choices which far surpassed my expectations so shout out to those guys because they bared all for what was really an insane uh, uh cringy hour but a great a great yeah, fun thank you for the,
0: all the cringe yeah yeah
1: thank you so much um so anyway uh, and the other little bit of business guys I guess it really makes sense I mean you know it was my birthday and you know October also marked uh, our two year birthday here of the show we've been running now one fucking hour for two fucking years pretty amazing (laughs) Um, but but we received a gift we received here a gift from one of our listeners on our second birthday so we got to give a special shout out Tom so tell us what the fuck happened how did this come about (laughs) <laughs> tell us first
0: okay marcus when well, we were at our exp event you know that yeah. we were hyping on the channel and one of our uh regular listeners approached me with uh something in hand a big thing in his hands and presented it's, it to uh, us
2: he said he would he's an avid listener watcher mm-hmm. and he said he would just uh he's a painter so he would paint all day and listen to this stupid show. Wow! And uh, this is the result. <laughs> this is uh, the work of a friend of the show, Brian oh. Scott Brian Scott Child, and he presented it to us in person here in Los Angeles. So I'll just uh, begin the re- begin the reveal.
1: Whoa! So, Holy shit! Logo looking great, and, and you can like, see this
2: is like on canvas. You know, this Whoa. isn't like uh yeah. dot matrix print job
1: or something. Like <laughs> dot like, matrix Photoshop. You this can see right. Yeah, so, you can see then, altered so, states. You got Holy Mountain imagery there, Lucifer yeah, Rising imagery uh, almost, I'm seeing.
2: I'll slowly start revealing
0: it. Wow. And yeah, so it's like us. a, uh, oh, it's got little Tricks. trinkets and doodads from each one of our episodes. Yeah. And then wow. in the center, keep going to pull it down a little bit. Okay. Um, in the center, we got the three of us uh, in a oh. canoe. Wow. Evan is ripped with muscular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Me and Tom are a little bit less ripped, but that's okay because we are steering this canoe through an eyeball uh, yep. and, a, and a shout out to the uh, Deliverance post. Classic our first deliverance episode, poster. which is our first, our episode. Our first episode. Yeah. yeah. And there's pin, and then there's pin. And there's there in the pin. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> wow, that is amazing. I actually have uh, Tom. I have a. Uh, I actually have a, a close up of it here. Uh, I, ca- oh, I can I cool. can cut to here. Check this out. So, here is um, the poster there in full size. You can see, amazing, just incredible so job, good. unbelievable. You can see all yeah. the, one but, fucking hour. Easter but all eggs the there. avatars, it's yeah. really
2: fun. All the avatars. There's yeah. um, there's everyone's favorite Zardoz and yep. uh, <laughs> Leatherface. The things drill. My favorite is he got the um, yeah. right. My favorite is he got that uh, that blue drink, mm-hmm. the thing that can no longer be ignored from Zodiac. <laughs> uh, that's right <laughs> below the eye there, uh, next to the Leatherface. That's 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 great. That's a great detail. So yeah, thanks to him, uh, Brian. Definitely incredible. Yeah, and Scott Child. Thank you very much. If you're listening, watching, uh, yeah, we really appreciate it. It's it's just bizarre. There it, it there is. is. The moment uh, of you guys receiving it's totally crazy, totally and we really crazy. appreciate it, <laughs> dude. Know?
1: Our first ever official piece of fan art here in the show. Thank you so much, Brian. That's amazing. You're incredible, yeah. and it's it's great. It's it's, it's amazing
2: to see in person. It's it's really great. Yeah, it really it's gross. really
1: it's really awesome. So, all right, guys, shall we get into? Uh, uh, we'll yeah, also yeah let's, put, let's talk about this stupid movie.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> stupid with two O's, right? Yeah. You know. yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. This is going to be. This is.
0: I don't know. What's what that to band?
2: Sim- simply stupid.
0: Uh, Wasn't there a
1: band? <laughs> simply stupid. Like, yeah, simply maybe st-
2: like there was some band called like Straight Up Stupid. <laughs> like they like they play that kind of band would play with like Cottonmouth Kings, like, Ugly
0: Kid uh, Joe kind of oh, band. Oh god!
2: No, but you know, like like Cottonmouth Kings on the bill with like s- <laughs> Straight Up Stupid. You know, with two O's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Everyone. It just no, so there's some band with that name. That's uh, that, so it, cool. has a two O. Stupid. <laughs> Go on.
1: <laughs> all right. All right. Let's start the clock. I don't know what this is going to be like, guys. I I kind of it's gonna be great. Okay, here we go. I I kind of suggested this, not knowing what to expect, but here we go. We're doing the matrix. Gonna start the clock. Rate. Right now. All right. Uh I thought it would be apropos. You know, we always, you know, we always start the show with the synopsis, and I thought, you know, it might. Might make a lot of sense if we asked artificial intelligence to write tonight's synopsis. <laughs> so uh, we engaged, we engaged ChatGPT here. So this is the ChatGPT uh, synopsis of The Matrix. So um, in The Matrix, Neo, Keanu Reeves, a hacker delves into a captivating world hidden beneath reality's surface. Okay. With The Guidance of Morpheus, played by Lawrence Fishburne, and Trinity, Carrie-Anne Moss, Neo embarks on a journey filled with mesmerizing martial arts sequences (laughs) inspired by Hong Kong stunt work and state-of-the-art digital effects. Uh, Within this simulated reality lies a dark secret where intelligent machines hold dominion over humanity. As Neo uncovers his unique abilities within the Matrix, he must confront elusive adversaries known as the Agents. The film unfolds as a mysterious and mind-bending tale challenging the very concept of reality and the choices individuals make. That's <laughs> so, kind of a weird Whatever you say. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, um, all right. So, full disclosure here. Guys, I saw this movie, The Matrix, obviously when it came out in 1999. It made a fucking huge impression on me. Uh, I guess I would have wow. been 13. So, I mean, this is like perfect in the pocket for a 13-year-old, you know, in in the late 90s. Um, And I found this little uh, personal Evan Husney artifact that I wanted to share with you guys, which I couldn't believe I dug out and there was something Matrix-related in it. But I got to show you this. Okay. So when I was, I think, yeah, when I was 13 for a school assignment, we had to make this portfolio Oh here. my god. Look at this. <laughs> okay, you still have it. I still have it. And it's like it a, looks a like, little
2: Austin Powers.
1: Yeah, it is. And it's like a bound <laughs> like homework assignment that has my name on it, spelled with you know right. guitars, you know, Ozfest here, Jimi Hendrix, right, yeah. <laughs> Zach Wilde.
0: Some pointy um like Dimebag Daryl guitars definitely over the place.
1: Led Zeppelin <laughs> so this was like my uh you know guitar picks on the spine this was my like you know That's cool. portfolio or whatever and like you know inside here is like uh just to give you a quick example there's like a page this is very evocative of the time period talk about talk about that like here's my essay about Napster you know, on the inside. Oh. You know. <laughs> that I want to read. Yeah. I was like a big was it, uh, Napster fan. Were you on
2: the fence or like No, I was Were you like an advocate or like
1: Oh, I was a huge advocate. I was I was basically like, you know okay. try it before you, you were buy like it. Siding with Lars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was not. You weren't siding <laughs> with Lars. No, I was not siding <laughs> with <laughs> Lars. But big Napster fan. But check this out, guys. In here, I'm gonna cut to it actually. I'm gonna cut to it because I scanned it. There is a page that I dedicated to the matrix on the inside just to show you my oh, yeah. love of the matrix so <laughs> inside nice it reads Whoa. this is my favorite movie of all time <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think <laughs> I think I think the matrix has the best plot to a movie ever <laughs> I have seen this movie over 20 times. And just to think that the um, outline for this movie was created by a couple of guys sitting at home and eating delivered pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. That spoke to me. I recommend to everyone that they see this movie. I don't know one person (laughs) that disliked this movie. So <laughs> All right. that is my review of The Matrix from the year 1999 or probably 2000. I like it as
0: delivered pizza, you know, not yes, Divorno. No, of course. Yeah.
1: But see, I remember at some point when they were promoting this movie or covering the success of this movie on TV, like on, you know, E entertainment or whatever, they were doing packages where they were like, t- t- like telling their origin story that they were just these comic creators who, you know, very unpretentious, well, not unpretentious, but they were pretentious, but they sit sitting around and, you know, yeah, just reading comic books and getting pizzas delivered, and that really spoke to me
0: yeah. as, like, these kind of, like, kind of Jay and Silent Bobby. That is that 90s filmmaker, ref- uh, you know, kind of narrative, like Kevin yes. Smith, Quentin, like oh my, uh, uh, Boondock, Boondock Saints, Saints. Yep. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> all, all those guys. guys. Totally. From rags to riches. You know? Yes.
1: And, and that really spoke to me you know for years they had this idea this high concept idea that they had been developing for years and they were given the chance of a lifetime to make this 60 million dollar movie and realize the dream and and that was that was inspiring to me as a kid who wanted to grow up making movies and stuff so that's probably a huge reason also why you know I latched on to it but sure. <clears throat> then of course watching it now, which I hadn't seen in many years, it was a fun rewatch. You know, it definitely was a fun kind of half cringe uh, rewatch um, and just kind of delving into what are the aspects that made this such a success? What did I respond to and things? But of course, the aesthetic is cringe, you know, the kind of Nine Inch Nails <laughs> noir vibe the sort of uh i don't know well, it's like co- sub
2: fin like fincher really yes v- uh yeah and and not mm-hmm. to step on you know keep going but just like just to say that was my observation because i hadn't watched it either in decades mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god like they definitely watched seven a lot you oh, know yeah. and, but also it was up
0: alien d- three you know right
2: yeah. And, yeah but it's just like that was that was an in vogue thing i call it like uh poorly lit, like leaking ceiling hallway, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, world. So yeah. uh, I, yeah. I'm not even saying they're derivative. I'm just saying kind of what you're saying is like, it's very, very much of its time. Very. And to have that kind of um, like jacked in, like, uh, what's that? What's that dance game at the mall? Dance Dance Revolution kind of yeah. soundtrack, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: More uh, <laughs> oh, this fight, Neil.
2: So it is, it, it, it's charmingly of its time, you mm-hmm. Know? Mm-hmm.
1: It is. It is. It's such a time capsule of that time period. I mean, you know, Fight Club same year um you know also had this sort of distressed, you know, like mansion yeah. with the falling apart like yes. antique, mm-hmm. you know, uh, ch- leather chairs. They have the same leather chairs in this movie as they do in that movie. Totally. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the but same. Also, and, and we, we
2: apart- talked about this briefly, but just just to connect Fight Club just 2 seconds it's like uh it opens with this like disaffected sluggish employee like walking yes. to like a gray cubicle best part of the movie. and because i had seen fight club a lot more than this and right. and i was surprised at how for some reason our protagonist is not dissimilar like and they're yeah. and they're both in this vaguely dystopian sort of like like unreal you know gotham yeah. like big city quote very unquote gotham. you know unrealness very anyway. gotham
1: <laughs> yeah yeah. That is
0: a weird trope that it taps into like the the everyday office worker who has this like who has this greater purpose, you know? And it yeah. is a trope that you see a lot in the nineties oh, for sure.
1: Big time, big time. I mean, that's kind of a film school one oh one approach to uh, yeah. to a script, you know, yeah. like that. But what I was saying, yeah, like nine inch nails noir. You know, um, trench coat yeah. mafia chic, if you will. Um, right, um, you know, that <laughs> or, green lighting. Oh, you know, that's green. in Fight Club oh, too, oh. And it's oh. all over
0: Alien Three. Is just green lighting the, green the way brown. that the um, the green lighting of the Matrix, but then also the mm-hmm. the real world in the Matrix has that like knit clothes and like shaved heads, and everything looks really un- like <laughs> yeah. there's lice everywhere, and, and know, there's like, like
2: uh, <laughs> and and bad artificial punk rockers. As if like yeah. they were rendered by like Finnish people. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well it's very white <laughs> you know, zombie. Like, like foreigners, like yeah, yeah, this yeah. is the punk rock bad man of New York City <laughs> with the Mohawk haircut, you know? And a flavor Like those guys who buy the drugs from him or the yeah. whatever from him in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know? totally. Right,
0: right. It's so funny. It is so 90s, but it's like the fact that it's 99. It feels like it's that it absorbed all of the 90s, and then it was like the final statement on the 90s. You know,
2: like 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 I'll take hackers. Thank you very much. Yep. Right. uh,
0: (laughs) Terminator two and like Terminator two.
1: Star Wars. Definitely. Uh, too.
2: Uh, uh, strange days. Thank you very much. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is a hodgepodge of all the 90s. All the, like 90s, snowball, all the, all the Hong Kong stuff
0: that was so popular. You know, all the John Woo stuff that was wire breaking food, through. Gameplay. Wire food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. It's it is,
2: It's a culmination. It's a it peak is. Of, of everything. Those last the previous years. One thing that's games. so
0: striking to me, I think, though, is that the style of it, to me, Like when it came out, I did not think those clothes were in fashion like at all. Like I love how stylized the Matrix is. I love it in a cheesy way. Now looking back, the trench coats and stuff that it has like a style that is so distinct. But at the time, like I was like, that is not cool. Like the trench coat, the three piece suits, the wraparound Oakley's, it was definitely like a like, hold on. It was like a nerds idea of cool like a dungeons and dragons nerds idea of what cool was and it was so out of step with like grunge or even like what techno was all about at that time or like ska or anything that was like kind of cool in the late '90s. it was not in step with that at all like this that kind of trench coat style
2: but what i was going to say is if we are slamming the fashion i i must say (laughs) the the one thing I, i i cannot take how small fucking what's the name morpheus's morpheus's glasses i know how small they are <laughs> yeah it, it insults know. my um yeah. my being so it's every fiber of my being it's just yeah, so it
0: bothers me too <laughs> it
2: doesn't look right and it's like and i don't think they're they don't have it's nothing but lenses and it just no, goes like, He just puts them on
0: like this yeah, it's, it's like, like the top of his
2: <laughs> the bridge of his nose it's like and it's so small the lenses anyway
1: but it works it. It, it works in a way because I mean, you know, look, this Ooh. movie is one of the nerdiest movies ever. And I do kind of applaud yeah. it for that because the Wachowskis have such roots in comic books and like all this, all the other references we talked about, sci-fi books. And of course they get a little heady, you know, with their simulation <laughs> theory stuff. And of course, we'll get into that. But they um but it is a culmination of all that, and because the main characters Are hackers and I paid attention to this more on this viewing that like you know all the main principal characters were hackers that have hacker aliases right so Mm -hmm. they're all kind of cringe and they have like their own like kind of goth boot you know like total aesthetic at the time cyberpunk right? cyberpunk, cyberpunk. yeah totally they, they have mm-hmm. their own cyberpunk you know aesthetic which is super dorky so if they're mm-hmm. going to create their own image in the matrix of course it's going to be super dorky right. trench coat mafia mm-hmm. you know and it were and, and you know so for that i kind of dig that because yeah. it is authentic and it did kind of were.
0: exist a little bit like there's a game like i was sort of new about the Matrix as an idea before it came out, because there's this Super Nintendo game called Shadowrun, which is my also like fucking a, my fucking favorite.
1: My fucking yeah, it's a great there game.
0: But it, they go into the a Matrix, which is like a computer world. Oh, God, the guy God. has like a trench coat That's that he wears, and oh. it's like he. Yeah hacks into the system with his mind you know there's a chip in his brain that he plugs into and it's a really and it's like this sort of cyberpunk william gibson inspired world you know yes. and uh so when the matrix came out it was like people like i kind of knew already what the secret was just based on playing that game as a kid Mm. and there were other things you know like i think because we're living in like a post william gibson world the i in the 80s and 90s then the idea of going inside a computer wasn't so out there, you know, that, that sort of like uh cyber dystopia was part of the fabric of it. the matrix really owns it now, but I feel like it was in like eighties cartoons, you know, like captain N, you know, maybe even like Eon flux and stuff in the nineties, there was Eon like flux. a lot of that yeah. in the fabric of it. And it's funny how the matrix just kind of owns it now, you know, but it was, and it felt, felt fresh, I guess, you know, it was a fresh take on it. But yeah, so woven into the yeah. fabric of the culture already. The internet was so hot, you know. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's but not forget
2: also- that it's true. This was like the third year of serious worldwide webbing. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like it was. You know, really. Dot com was like white hot right then. Do you guys, you know, guys like I was living in San Francisco actually. Yeah. And every other person I knew worked at a dot com. You know, yeah. so it was like it actually was the coolest. Matrix was, had the coolest feel and look you could have in San Francisco in 1999, at least. You know, because it was... And also, just want, I just want to add one little thing. 1999, it was the beginning of the pre-millennial tension of the year 2000 coming, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, the I don't know if you guys remember this, too. I was going to say, like, when The Matrix dropped, which when it did, I mean, it dropped fucking big, right? It was a big deal when it came out, but I also remember it sort of influencing the actual aesthetic of the internet. Do you guys remember that where it was kind of like if you went on, or maybe I was going mm. on weird websites, but like, you know, you mm. saw the matrix code everywhere and all the gifs yeah. and all the aesthetic oh, yeah. of it. Like it, it started to yeah. appropriate the, the look and feel of the matrix was around like geo cities, websites and shit like everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Yeah. Well, the
0: digital rain thing I think is kind of genius looking, you know, like it is an iconic look that I, I would get behind that digital rain look. And like, especially when it gets woven into the film, like at the end and you can see how the code works. It's so cool. I think that part's actually literally genuinely cool. (laughs) And it is a, just to come up with a distinct visual like that. And I've read that it was based on, um, know there was like a an anime oh god what is it it's like uh, oh, ghost in the ghost in the, oh, shell. Ghost in the shell the right. titles have like a green yeah um font that's right. like you know it's, it's green terminal font you know whatever right. numbers and stuff and i think yeah. they were like how can we change how can we steal this but make it different and it's like instead of the letters going across we'll make it go down like yeah. japanese Tuscating. letters you know and then yeah. they, i think they kind of just I can see how they might yeah. have come up with I don't know how they came up with the design, but I could see how they were trying to take that and like make it yeah. different. And they ended yeah, up yeah. with this thing that's actually, I think, pretty cool. And you're yeah, right, totally. it was all over the place. It Fuck still is. yeah, it was.
1: Um yeah. and then I think another reason this movie dropped so hard is it had that recipe for or, or its recipe for success was in the script in that it had like a Luke Skywalker, you know, which is very important. Totally. Like you have a character 100%. who it's a major key to having a blockbuster success someone that you can live vicariously through aspire exactly. to be neo the one the chosen one yeah you know he who's who who feels something he feels the force you know and then of course you have Morpheus is the Yoda, you know and everything and I and 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 I do think uh, obviously it was not in the in the mainstream zeitgeist, but the idea of it living in a simulation. This sort of trippy stoner concept, you know, you know, bong hitting in the '90s was 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 kind of, you know, uh, musing on that idea, and I think that it this captured it in such a way that the mainstream did, who maybe never thought of something like that, you know, really started yeah. to think, yeah. oh shit, you know, and I think that helped its success in a big way too. I know, I know, fuck right. Right. and well, then And then spinning on cut its, to it's... QAnon. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. <laughs> of course. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I That's know it's so weird frankly. the amount of like <laughs> uh, memes that are <laughs> from different sides, like the Red, Red Pill, pill. Thing. and then yeah. I re- I saw one that was a cipher one. It's kind of almost the opposite of it, of the Red Pill one, but it's still like it's coming from the same. But it was like if you're not Neo when you're young you have no heart, but if you're not cypher, when you're older, you have oh. no brain. Was like kind of, it's almost, but it's weird because it's actually the opposite of red pill, you know, but they're both trying to do the same thing. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's very weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> um,
1: but, you know, yeah, just kind of going back to the Wachowskis, you know, is very interesting that, you know, they obviously had been jamming on this idea for a long time. I guess they had tried to make this movie. They had the script and everything. They actually partnered with, I just want to shout his name out because he is pretty cool, this guy named Jeff Darrow, who was, um, you know, he's a very famous uh, comic book, uh, you know, illustrator, uh, cartoonist. You might know him for, if you ever read Hard Boiled, you know, by Frank Miller, he illustrated that. And I guess they, they actually hooked up with him early on to do a lot of the concept drawings for like this movie and that was a huge part of getting it off the ground was like these mm-hmm. bringing these drawings to life and they're pretty cool. Um, you
0: know, they're very, that was you know, learning that detail was something that kind of made me come around. I didn't like it when it first came out. You know, I saw it <laughs> with my stepdad. We used to go see all of the action sci-fi movies or whatever. Right. But I, I was sort of turned off by it when it came out, the style. But I, once my uncle told me about the comic book thing and I was like, that is a really cool way to just kind of sell a movie and sell an idea. <laughs> so just sketch out the whole fucking movie, you know? Yeah. So I think yeah. respect for that.
1: And they did that, and of course, they tried to make this movie. They weren't really anybody. They had they had written scripts in Hollywood and stuff, but they had no proven success. And then they, of course, they made that
2: one film, yeah, that like erotica,
1: Bound. bound? Yeah, right. they, they made right. kind of this erotic thriller, you know, Bound for five million dollars, <laughs> which was kind of their 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 calling card, you know, proving their abilities as you know writers and directors. Yeah. And then it is insane to imagine that you know they went from a a, sm- a pretty small movie like Bound into making the $65 million film. I know. The Matrix, mm-hmm. which is completely different and is high risk and is pretty crazy. <clears throat> and obviously, they got Joel Silver behind it, big Hollywood producer, and they got into this. And I got a shout out. I think it's called, uh, oh, what's the making of called? Uh, damn it. Uh, behind the scenes. <laughs> oh, no, it's um, Revisiting the Matrix, which is mm. a very fun time capsule in and of itself watch to go back because it is the making of this movie uh from 1999 and you know you really see uh you know where they're coming from that are very Jay and Silent Bob kind of you know like mm-hmm. nerdy and they have such a huge responsibility the weight of this enormous production and yet they're yeah. so chill man and even keel throughout the whole thing and it's just amazing to see them you know it's obviously it's super dorky what they're doing but it's just to sort of see them with the confidence of like seasoned filmmakers making this movie uh, and not succumbing to any of the pressures or anxieties. And then to see also the cast, Keanu, and, you know, who dedicated himself and, and Lawrence Fishburne to months of like intense Kung Fu training to do this <laughs> stuff. And I know it Kung is, Fu. Yeah. <laughs> But they – it's like that would never happen today. It would just never happen. You just would never get like an actor. And it's probably smart on their part to not go for like big, big, big name actors who wouldn't like, have Like what the if patience. they did get Brad Pitt, you yeah. know, as you Neo? Know. Yeah, or uh, Tom
2: Cruise. I don't know. Or, or, I don't – well, what I'm – is a theory I'm just opening up to you guys. It's yeah. like what always interested me was like everyone in the world forgot about Keanu Reeves by 1999. I mean right. really, you know. Not even – criticizing him i'm just saying like that yeah. he was done and then he became the fucking man and then it was constantine and you know now he's mm-hmm. got an even bigger John Wick. franchise you know? yeah right yeah. What's well, weird so he did he, oh go and, ahead no i was just gonna say i was just opening up to you guys about like um when someone like that is down and out and is kind of almost a C-lister in Hollywood, then maybe you will get a, a much more of a commitment from him yeah. to do kung fu, you know, because this is, you know, what else has he got,
0: you know? It is kind of like, weird that he he like did that, playlist. in 95 he did that Johnny Mnemonic movie, which is right. actually yeah. really similar, you know? It's also it about is. a guy that's like kind of, it's like William a William Gibson, Gibson thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, it is, but like him, I don't know, just kind of watching that making of, going back and watching it, and seeing his dedication to getting all this kung fu shit right, it's like, that is real performance. You know, that is somebody who is dedicating themselves to a performance. You know, and it is, I think they really lucked out with Keanu, who got into the headspace of, like, obsessing over this nerdy kung fu shit. And it is amazing to see, and endearing, you know. Like, he's there's. you see the moments when they're filming these elaborate sequences like you know when they're doing the big shootout in the, in the lobby of the building and they're all like oh my god Keanu's attempted the wall flip like 47 times and he hasn't done the wall <laughs> flip correctly yet you know and they're all like gearing up to see if, if they're going to make the day if he's going to finally do the fucking wall flip they only got like 20 minutes left and he finally pulls off the yeah. wall flip you know and it's like so yeah. dorky but it is so amazing <laughs> too but it's like this heaven's gate level obsessiveness Uh, For this thing that is crazy, you know, like how much work they put into this and the training and the expertise and bringing Mm -hmm. in the experts and I don't know. I just admire that because you just wouldn't see that in a $65 million or $2 million movie of today. You just would never see that, you know, so it is kind of a bygone era in that in that way and
0: it's crazy the payoff too because it like not only was it a hit movie but it like they i mean i hate the word franchise but that's what they did is they started a whole new thing and like people aren't allowed to even do that anymore you know like uh doesn't happen you have to be has to be based on something that's already successful so it's pretty amazing accomplishment you know
1: yeah it is yeah so so that's cool to see it's cool to see them uh designing uh just the uh, I don't like it in the aesthetic sense in, within the movie. The sort of meeting of old technology and new technology because it's very cringe. You don't? But, you don't love that? No, like. I don't. I don't I hate that. But but the the uh, like the, what
0: specifically the like the, the old the like from? like
1: rotary phones mixing with like you know complex mm-hmm. you know technology and stuff. But like but but they do uh, utilize old film technology and new film technology quite well in the making of this movie like for example they're using rear screen projection for all the car stuff like which they could have done CGI mm-hmm. or whatever it's that time mm-hmm. in 1999 where not everything yet is CGI and they're doing mm-hmm. that whole scene where the fucking helicopter comes into the building and the whole thing that's like so much of that is practical you know which is wild mm-hmm. you know obviously the explosion of the glasses and but everything else they they did either with miniatures or like actually built all that in a studio which is
0: crazy well and like you said they had they actually had the principal cast doing all the kung fu and stuff right so like you can see it's them when they're doing it right which is not instead of doing a face replacement or like yeah. you know having a guy with a wig doing it yeah. or whatever you know yeah
1: yeah, that was important to them for whatever reason. That was important to nail that stuff. So I don't know. I just like seeing that was like, man, they just wouldn't do that shit today. And it, even the, the big name actors that they would force them to have cast if they made this today wouldn't have put up with that shit for fucking five minutes. So um, so a lot of respect for that. Um, but, <laughs> And then, of course, they get into the bullet time, which I think we should talk about because <laughs> it yeah. was a big Iconic. deal. It dropped hard. But uh, Marcus, I think this is kind of a uh, an open invitation to talk about your homie here because that's what I was thinking about when I was seeing that. <laughs> about right? Z
0: big. Yeah right. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well yeah. right. Yeah, uh, I do think it's really cool that they sort of introduced like a new visual idea, you know, like bullet time, whatever. It's like, wow, that's they also came up with a fresh kind of yeah, film language thing you know but yeah a lot of it does seem based to me at least there's one move specifically that is definitely inspired by this guy's a big new Rychinsky, who was this a visionary music video director in the eight, you know 70s and 80s he also made you know art films uh got an academy award for best you know animated film in like 1979 80 or something like that yeah. tango but um and then he was the DP on a movie angst which we've always been kind of teasing, uh, doing an episode on here. We'll, we'll get, get there next, eventually. Uh,
2: next October.
1: Yeah, we'll Super get there. Super visual,
0: <laughs> amazingly visual kind of a horror movie, like slasher horror yeah, serial, serial, serial killer movie, but yeah. great visuals. Um, anyway, so he's got this music video for this metal band called Accept. <laughs> Which Evan probably knows everything about. Dude. <laughs> um, but it's a fucking amazing video where Incredible. they're doing the Matrix thing. This is the um, the move in the Matrix where Ooh. Carrie Ann Moss jumps up and like it freezes and it's, the camera zooms around her, which is such a 90s thing. Like the camera kind of rotates around her, uh, which mm. they started use, doing in football games and stuff. It's all based on this except video, which is where, uh, by yeah. Richinsky, where they set up all these cameras in a row, and, like, it's basically editing through those cameras to do the spin, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah. it's, yeah, it's like a still is animated with the, yeah. you know, through all the different cameras Hundreds of that still are still well, it It's
2: like uh, each frame of the movement that will result when you play it back has its own dedicated camera, which means yeah. it has its own subtly different angle that's moving down in succession, Uh, you know, on the on the horizontal yeah, you know, it's panning. Yeah, so uh, and talk, that's total super practical shit, you know. And that it respect is. to that.
1: Yeah, totally. And shout out that video if you want to see it is the song "Midnight Mover" by Accept, uh, <clears throat> which is incredible because they they it's not like that song really deserves an incredible video or a yeah. <clears throat> technical feat <laughs> of that nature. It's but genius. It is genius. They basically strapped yeah. these you know sph- like hundreds of cameras around each of the band members and. You're seeing these still frames moving in in, in in full 360 and it's it's just fucking amazing. It goes with the song, it's really cool. And the
0: Matrix does it a couple of times, but this video does it the entire time. The, right. <laughs> it's right. Yeah.
1: Right. And 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 I guess that they were three years before filming even began, they're conceptualizing and testing all the stuff that they would eventually do uh for the movie. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um so anyway, uh let's let let's just like kind of get into the movie itself. Um you know, yeah. in it some of the set pieces, <laughs> Tom, you, well, you can also see like right off the bat, like right in the, r- r- <laughs> real quick before I throw it to you, you can sort of see it like right in the beginning, like with, with like the scene with trimming, like with, ugh, with the opening <laughs> scene of Trinity, uh, mm-hmm. like, uh, r- you know, running from the cops, or whatever that fight scene, lots of comic book frames happening in there straight out of comic book panels, all, all the frames that they're doing, there are very unique totally. for the time. Um, like shot through her arm you know as they're looking over to the cop like everything straight out of a comic book but the thing that you mentioned before we started uh, recording and you sort of mentioned it just a little bit ago but was this idea of like I think the best part of the movie is how the movie unfolds and how Keanu starts to realize that he's in the simulation and we get a glimpse into his life Um, and I do like the choice too that you know he has some awareness of the Matrix already like he knows it's something And he knows that there's a Morpheus out there, and he knows there's a Trinity out there. So it's not starting from square one. I kind of like that Mm -hmm. there's some knowingness of that stuff, and so we're kind of getting right into the mystery of what all this stuff is. Um, And I think that's very successful. And when we do kind of follow him through that journey, that's the best part of the movie. Before it gets turns into an action movie, (laughs) that's kind of the best part of the film. Yeah, I agree. And you want to know? I do
0: love that hacker world. That makes me wish that we were there a little bit longer, though, because I do love that
2: totally yeah, totally just kind of settle in it the film's fighting with itself in a way uh its attention uh you know sometimes its eyes are fixed completely on absolute spectacular action set pieces but then uh w- when i get intrigued are those smaller things and what i was saying before was um it, it was very much like how fight club starts where yeah i'm trying to th- i'm thinking out loud about it it's like it's a kind of protagonist that was really peeking out right then for whatever reason yeah and what it is is someone who's going insane right yeah but it's in an incredibly urban environment right. like a totally artificial environment it reminds me of like almost people's fixations on what Tokyo is like maybe not having even gone and then I started thinking of like Blade Runner mm-hmm. kind of um, was predicting or, or, or at least um, hinting at this world where it's completely art artific- like what would be a world like where it's completely artificial and um, and you can't even imagine seeing a tree, and and your and your consciousness is beyond even expecting to see a tree, and when you see a tree, it's it's digital, you know, and it's pixels, and so I I, I and and what that what I'm saying is what how weary that can make a human mind and soul be, you know, and uh, I like that he's he's really bedraggled, kind of in a not dissimilar way to uh the guy in Fight Club, you know, so yeah. That absolutely draw me in because I guess part of it is you just don't see that anymore. No. And I think that um, like we are experiencing kind of a weird time in 2023 where yep. we are more closer to that. But still there are parks and trees and, and shit. And so uh, we've I guess we folded it in and we don't all live in like Tokyo and the sun never shines. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's just this strange hint at like a possible human future um that uh w- didn't really come true so no one's really revisiting that is that what do you think like no one's visiting that um vision of the future the way they did in in the 90s right you know what i'm saying
1: well i think what was getting that sort of postmodern idea was getting really into the zeitgeist i think then like mm-hmm. fight club is kind of a very postmodern movie and sort of looking at like materialism and like uh, the sort of um, <clears throat> very capitalist, anti-capitalist sort of look at at sort of this and how we're all just kind of drones in the machine and, it, and exactly. You know, we're all business.
2: tools and components of a yeah. large, ugly, unseen force. right. And, and both films are like that.
1: yeah, and it's this kind of just real, real quick. it's just kind of this like that sort of like nihil- nihilistic misanthropic energy, you know, oh. which which was born out of a curiosity. And now has sort of like moved into school shooter world somehow. Like yeah, it nihilism, wasn't, like you said. Yeah, but it wasn't quite like that in, in 99, at least from what I remember. But, you know, obviously there was Columbine in 99. I don't know, but go ahead, Marcus.
0: I was just, well, I, I always, I'm still stuck in that sort of the mundane existence, you know, of like you go to work or whatever. And that's like an office space, which is also 99. Yeah, you know? totally. Um, yep. Cubic,
2: cubicle core.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Also, you know, I was trying to think. Brazil just popped into my head too. Like that's another kind of reference point. I think you know, Um, absolutely, big time.
1: Twelve monkeys, big time. And it Uh, was like, yeah, and and but just to throw back to that beginning, it's like, yeah, the office stuff is good, and it allows us to follow this mystery. And I think that. That's like when the movie succeeds, like you know, Cringe, The White Rabbit, all that stuff. But um, Alice in Wonderland. Shit. I,
0: know, I know, I know, I know, dude. It's, yeah. he, they
2: couldn't resist it. That they called
0: Cringe man. back then. I think, like you know, as a, I was not, I was a little bit older than you. Evan, oh sure, you know, no, fall, I was you know. prime time down the
2: rabbit hole. Oh, man. we go. Well, the fact that there's
0: more than one reference to it. It's just like, come there's on, there's many. God. It's like, there's many, right? Yeah, and. um, and
1: and then you can see like in that sequence where we're at uh, Neo's apartment which I do love and we made reference to those kind of white zombie guys that come up to the door <laughs> and he sells them these mini yeah. discs which you know you love too but he stores the mini discs are inside a hollowed out book of the simulacra simulation whatever book you know which was <laughs> i think very popping at that time for that kind of oh yeah crew you know like for for you know for the wachowskis and so they're also they made
0: Kiana read it yeah and like be <laughs> able to yeah. explain what it was about <laughs> you know <laughs> Which is so funny because it doesn't show on screen at all because he just looks so blank and confused the whole time. You know, like I I definitely even when he's even when he's knows he's just you know he's Keanu. I I love him, but he's like he's wooden, he's stiff. He always looks confused, so it's like the fact that he absorbed that book doesn't show. He's great for it though. uh,
2: He's great for it. It's hard to read like his mind through his face because it's all just kind of like bemused and like. Mm -hmm. sort of stupefied, you know? (laughs) Like, is he even really acting? Like, I I, I really don't want to criticize him. That's not my... I'm not here to do that. But it's just like, is this even good acting even at all? Like, you know, it's just like... He looks looks good. I
0: mean, his face is great. His body looks good. He looks kind of like toned and you know this movie is about posing a lot because they're doing all that kung fu shit that move at the end where he like sticks his leg out you know i know (laughs) like like straight like it's like (laughs) um i don't know i think he looks the part yeah and i think that people loved him you know maybe even from just like bill and ted or something i think people even i remember him getting criticized a lot in the media back then but it never really bothered me i still like had a, a kind of a affection for him, even though I knew like, yeah, yeah, he's not, he doesn't have the most range as an actor, but there was something about him. He's not even like lovable, but there's something about him that like you liked him anyway. And I can't yeah. put my finger on it.
1: Yeah. He's a star, man. It works. Um, star power.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the, uh,
1: the, uh, the, the scene where Keanu and Carrie and Moss meet in the, during the, during the white zombie techno, <laughs> techno scene, um, is, oh. is, is is amazing, too, when they're like, oh, you're Trinity? You you know hacked into the D.C. government files or whatever. And like that, shout out to last week's episode where we had Aunt Timpson on for uh, Last House on End Street. That must have been like uh, when Tom and Aunt first met, you know, and discovering each other's uh, aliases in the <laughs> butt leg right. world. And, That's and, what and, I was and, thinking. and actually,
2: yeah, Dragula was playing Rob Zombie's Dragula. <laughs> While well, we were meeting in a, in You're a daddy fantastic watchable? fest.
1: Yeah, exactly. Greg, you,
2: uh, you know, by the way, from now on, Rob Zombie has to somehow appear in every episode. Yeah.
0: He does. Uh, yeah. yeah. got to drop his name. Yeah. 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 And here Rob, we go again. Anyway. Yeah. Can I name. bring up maybe
2: the yes. big chunk that um, in the middle of the film that uh, because, okay, so I saw it when it came out mm-hmm. and, and like I'm saying, like my roommate and friends of mine were all in the dot com biz. And yeah. this is funny, actually. Like uh, these guys that I knew who worked, you know, dot com and out real hard when with the when before the bubble burst, they were like, "We're going to take mescaline, we're going to take mushrooms and go yes. see the premiere at midnight." Like Whoa. that was the move. If you, because re- wow. I was ambivalent, but I was like, "Really?" Dude. And they're like, "Oh yeah, we're doing mushrooms and are watch the Matrix <laughs> for the first time this weekend," you know. And I'm like, "Wow." So anyway, what Whoa. I'm saying. So then I I caught up. I was like, "Okay, there's something going on here," because otherwise I was ready to completely ignore it. I'm like, "Not for me." Like, it's not for me. That's more how I feel about it. I don't not even, like, I have a problem with it, really. So I did watch it, but what I'm saying is, in the middle of the film, there's a scene, let's talk about this, where I got very engaged and, yep. frankly, very excited. Yes. And it was very um, inspiring because this was a big movie. It was a big, clear action movie. Yep. But it had this scene that had a, such a tonal shift within its own, within the film itself, but then also in the whole genre of action or whatever you call it. And it's the scene, I, don't, I forgot what the plot mechanism is, but it's like he's the visiting Oracle. the Oracle. He's visiting the Oracle,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to see if he's and, the and it's, one, this, Tom, To see if he's the one.
2: Right, of course. So <laughs> anyway, I'll just leave it up to you guys, but I'm just talking about the scene where there's those gifted children, which yep. I love that concept. You know, that's one of my favorite kinds of characters. Gifted children in her living room. And it's a very modest, yeah. lower-income Chicago urban You know uh, uh, apartment yeah and uh, and it feels as dingy as you can imagine it feels very lived in yeah and it's so different than again the rest of the film we're talking about all this stuff that's so like clean and so like future forward thinking yeah and this and and suddenly i was so surprised in a great way that we were dropped in hardcore reality quote-unquote yeah and uh, they did a nice job with it and those kids were kind of cool and creepy and i thought oh wow i see i get it the matrix because this movie's really surprising me, but then, am I wrong? That's kind of an island in the film, and then we don't yeah. really, we don't really go back to that. What do you guys think about that scene?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, uh, I, I totally hear what you're saying. I think it was a smart choice. You know, because when when you hear that we're going to take you to see the Oracle, you know, I mean that right. could have gone many way wrong, you know, in terms right. of the choice. Just more Morpheus isms. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, no, you
2: know what I mean, like the aesthetic. The, yes,
1: but it, it could it have been. It took a
2: big shift. Yeah,
0: they did right a Yoda thing where it's unexpected. I guess very unexpected. Right, like- very. The, unexpected. I'm talking the about the, well, I'm messenger. talking about the aesthetics,
2: is if, yeah. if nothing else. You it know, did, there. and, and, and Yoda's and, still in the reality of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. It'd be as if it was be as if Yoda was in a low income apartment. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say here. You know, and it well, was very very well. You. It was very welcomed
1: by me. It is. It was a great choice. I think it was stripped down, it was played low to the ground, which I think yeah. in the best moments of the Matrix are that. It's not when it's big yes. and huge and which the sequels in the in the trilogy would become. They would just be out into outer space with fight scenes and yeah. CGI. Mm-hmm. But this is very grounded and I tend to really prefer the scenes in the movie that take place in the Matrix in the first half. You know, like I don't Definitely. I don't I don't really like the real world either. Because the real world, <laughs> right. which um, right. I wish I didn't see, you know, but it, it you know, Rami was saying this too when I made her rewatch it the other night. Oh God, she was sort of saying, oh, this is that city of lost children aesthetic that is super gross to oh. me." Oh,
0: <laughs> you know, bullseye, <laughs> bullseye. bullseye. Yeah, yeah it I is. hate
2: that.
1: Everything's mm-hmm. dripping with water. I know, and like, mm-hmm. like, like it's shadowy. It's bad. It's bad. But, but I, I just want to say that it's just to put a bone yeah, it, just to put a bow on it, real quick. Is that yeah, it, like. Yeah, yeah. That's when it shines the best for me when the film is restrained and, you know, um, when the performances are kind of restrained too. Um, You know, Carrie Ann Moss, I think, does a pretty good job of being pretty just like, you know, not delivering big at all like any other actress might have been. Like she's delivering it very small, very stripped down. Keanu can be that way sometimes. And I just like when the movie and like the idea of the glitch in the Matrix is super fun. Just those ideas that... Mm-hmm. You know, are are not the big out of control crazy, crazy, yeah. th- you know, craziness. Yeah. That,
2: that's why the movie feels a little schizophrenic to me, frankly, because it's yeah. like, yeah. like I said, it's pulling against itself, and uh, I find it. I, I found it when I saw it the first time. It was, it was ultimately kind of frustrating because it was intriguing me, and then I was it was losing me. And I think it's to what you're saying. Like, uh, I don't know if they really make all the pieces come together that well for me. It just Strictly speaking, as a film, as a work, because I think they could have had a more interesting film if, very specifically, very simply, just like cut the action set pieces in half. Um, and that's the guy. Yeah. This is me saying I'm I ambivalent agree. about action set pieces, even if they're yeah. great ones. But it's just like, yeah. like then just be a fully action like an Avengers film. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like right. And and, and so uh, I don't think you, I don't think you can have your cake and eat it too. Quite. And I think they were tr- trying to figure that out that they could.
0: I don't know yeah. what do you think. I think that sort of importing that Hong Kong fighting style probably felt really fresh to American audience in 99, yeah. but like it feels kind of stale today. And like I think part of it is just it's the start of people just like whacking their hands together like, e- de- de- de-
1: de-. like they're not no, even
0: feeling bad. there's no reaction to getting punched unless it's a huge fucking reaction. Like usually you're not like you're just people just like slapping hands like there's no reaction and then they'll do one stomach punch and the guy will go flying across the room (laughs) there's no reaction unless it's a huge reaction yeah so it feels very it feels very yeah they'll fake and you know
1: the fighting is the worst uh, part the fighting is the worst part it's long
2: (laughs) it's long i'm not alone in this no you're
1: not no no The, the action and the fighting is 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 the worst part the unfold it's kind of like
0: american guys trying to do a hong kong thing but they're not john woo they're not Choi hark or whatever you know i think they're
2: not unsuccessful yeah it's just uh it's it's conflicting just back to the dumb boy thing i was talking it's just like there's the film's fighting itself somewhat and it's a little frustrating (laughs) but there is
1: there is also one other side to it too which i am seeing it also through the eyes of these very you know nerdy filmmakers who are living out their you know sort of you know uh, anime you know hacker anime wish fulfillment of sort of mm-hmm. having guys in FBI tight FBI suits doing kung fu you know like I'm happy that they get to do that you know I'm happy <laughs> all the
2: Mister uh, Anderson guys yes Mr. Anderson.
1: right 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 um but yeah, yeah but but to me where like the best parts of the movie is just the unfolding of um. the 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 reveal of the matrix. The best one of the best parts too is when it gets to the fucking Marilyn Manson part of the movie, which is (laughs) (coughs) when we when we uh unveil the pod, you know, the pod where uh you know you have the shaved head Keanu and all the straps are coming under like that I that I dig and that was pretty visceral for me at the time. That was like whoa, you know and I I do appreciate that, and just the unfolding of all that, like, whoa, this is the fucking yeah. real world and shit. Like that, that's the best part of it.
0: That was really striking at the time, and it's so. I think it's pretty gross and effective today it when is. I watched it. You know, like it that is. when they reveal what the real world is like, it's a very dark version of reality, and it is like, yeah. At the time when it came out, I couldn't stop thinking about Terminator Two. You know, the rise. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, it's the f- the right. future where the machines took over. Like, it is totally that story? Same. Also, Highlander Two. Like Highlander Two, I think okay. they they blow out the sky you know they burn out the you know the, the sky all covered with clouds and they say it in the matrix too they're like we scorched, scorched the, sky, the sky or whatever you know yeah. so like there are a lot of just like very recent touchstones to that but i i think it is still very affecting like that just that vision of set the piece. future with the tubes going yeah, into you know. him and stuff and couldn't be
2: darker yeah it's great a rendering yeah. of like quote unquote reality now do we have a minute to talk about um the other surprise for me which was <laughs> This corny like World War Two buddy film <laughs> crew in 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 the you know the the, the uh, submarine in the North Atlantic in the, the, the boiler boot. room yeah They're like hey that's little Charlie over there like, yeah. how's it going Chief. You know, like
0: stock you know, characters, you know, like
2: like yeah. it's me, little Teddy, like, yeah, uh, like,
0: whatever, that, like that, yeah. that little, that little one over there. His name's Going mouse? on. Yeah, you mouse. Know. what's his name? Mouse. mouse is his name yeah. mouse. Mouse? mouse. That big muscly oh. one over there. What? His name's Dozer. Yeah, <laughs> tank <and> Dozer. <laughs> qu-
2: is this real? Like, cause I'm, I can't remember. This That's is real. real. Dozer and Mouse. Like, it's <laughs> literally World War Two like like yeah. corny like a yeah. submarine crew movie yeah. like, like, I have no problem with it it's All just, the it was...
0: non-main cast are like almost like community theater level actors to yeah. me too totally. totally
1: Totally Yeah For sure um, I kind of like it um, But one of the things <laughs> One of the things I just want to talk about I, I do want to just carve out just a few minutes to talk about the sequels because oh, Did you Christ. guys ever even see them? Did you even see them? I saw the oh, second yeah. one I couldn't do the third Okay okay because when I w- when they were going to come out, I mean, there was so much hype. There was like Star Wars mm-hmm. prequel yeah, hype going into how was the story going to continue, how was it going to unfold, and of mm-hmm. course, they made the colossal <laughs> mistake of um, of basically showing us like Zion, like the other town where the people live in the real world. And it's like you're showing too much of the wrong thing, you know, and it's destroying our our imaginations and it's a bad rendering. And, you know, um, it's just it just was such a wrong move and it was over bloated and too many ideas and just crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, But it does live on for me for one good. There's one good aspect to it, which is my favorite little clip from The Matrix Reloaded, which... I often it does get a lot of play in my house even to this day and i, I want to just cue it up for you guys <laughs> okay oh because um this is actually a line in in the in in the film here let me just let me just cue this up hold on okay so this is here we go so check this out here <laughs> this is a real line of dialogue in the matrix reloaded
0: where's my puss <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. that's
1: right. He's like, "Where's my right. pussy?" You know, yeah. That was my ringtone for. Is a that like years. lost in translation? Uh,
2: yeah, <laughs> the kid's reactions, like, "Dad, like, yeah, I know,
1: I know. What am I supposed to do with this? Where's yeah. my? Puss- I might
2: have to. I might have to take yeah. another look at that. That's the oh, second. That's. I feel,
0: one. That's the I second feel like one. everybody kind of had this feeling the second one wasn't going to work because, like you said, everyone. I think. I think for most people, the best part of the Matrix is seeing them bend reality. Yes. In the matrix yeah. world and right. the secret of the matrix, the yes. intrigue, the mystery that was all played up in the marketing of the first movie, you know, yes. like I found a CD ROM and it's all about what is the matrix? Like you're going to find out, you know? Yes. And um, so uh, that once that mystery is revealed, the other, the alternate reality of the real world kind of su- does, it really sucks. And then, Really, Once he kind of is capable of stopping bullets and flying and just bending every reality, then they've sort of just lifted the veil on the mystery and done everything you can do in that world. And it's not interesting anymore. So you kind of, I felt like everybody kind of knew that the sequels were going to suck because the premise is just gone, you know, and it it was just a way to live. it, It was like way worse than you could imagine, but yeah, I mean, um,
1: can I can I indulge myself because it is my birthday episode and just pitch you what my idea for the Matrix sequel is? Hell yeah! <laughs> oh, okay, all right, okay. Uh, <laughs> so basically, what you were saying—the best part of the Matrix is the bending of the reality of the Matrix, right? Is the idea of playing with it and 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 living in that world. And 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 this movie did not this the sequel did not play enough in that sandbox. And so my concept was um, building off of, you know, one of the parts of the imagery that everyone loved from the first one, which is the cat, the glitch in the Matrix, right? when they were changing, That is a great moment, yeah. When they're changing the software and they've, they've updated something, that's a great concept and that's kind of something they could have built off on. So my idea for, for Evan's Matrix sequel was what if the whole premise of at least what's happening inside the Matrix is that the glitches in the software are becoming way more prevalent. And it's like glitch, glitch, glitch. And then the the people, the civilians in the world are starting to figure out something is not right Mm. with the world and it causes mass hysteria. And so you have this mass hysteria happening from within the matrix and people, you know, conspiracy is spreading, people think something's going on, we can't figure out what it is until what think who knows that
2: jfk jr is still alive <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's yeah come back as right as it could pre- be anything trump's vice president right
2: yeah. <laughs> right i didn't make that up that's that's a belief
1: <laughs> oh, i know <laughs> right right but you know what i'm saying like but just that yeah, the yeah, idea yeah, yeah. that it, it leads to mass panic and then you know maybe it leads to a mass unplugging of all the people in the pods and who
0: knows where it goes. So
1: right, right, that right. was already that was my deal.
0: Um That's pretty good, but what if like we spent more time in Zion and it was like a big <laughs> rave party? Oh, yeah. like oh the movie. rave. Oh, you oh, know that's what? all I think of. Dude <laughs> dude.
1: I actually went back
0: and it. I mean, watched we're talking
1: cringe. You
2: want to get into cringe? <laughs> yeah, stop fucking around. I mean that's that's
0: it. <laughs> that is it. I kind of dig and it the though. Best. <laughs> Then Also, didn't the Oracle lady, who was kind of the best part of the first movie, she died in between, right? So they swapped out the actors, I guess. Oh. Like it's a different lady. And oh. either the second that. or third one or both. I can't remember. But like right. they change her out and there's like a line where she's like, Sometimes you can't control things, you know? Like she says, she kind of acknowledges it on Why screen. Like, I'm a different person. Different. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there is something like weirdly obsessive and kind of like, I don't know, like Kenneth Angry. Like, goth Kenneth Angry about the rape scene and all of the, like, how long it lingers and what the camera finds and the, and holding on the right. waving of dreadlocks that does kind of transcend into something. It's like, it's celebratory. More, it's like uh, it's so Burning
2: weird. Man. Sorry. It I don't know anything about these, burning these man. people that made this film. Are burning they, man. yeah, exactly, Burning Man. Are yeah. they from San Francisco? I always assume that.
1: I don't know. I'm not because sure.
2: Because that's so, uh, like, people in New York wouldn't do actually only people truly in the bay area yeah would and i'm not even <laughs> saying this is good or bad i'm just saying like the, the, the only people who would really go like all in you know on right. um, like a burning man aesthetic as being like a hint of like uh like the positive future of humankind you know what I mean right um, especially in 2002 you know
0: totally I don't know just
2: like where are these where are they co- coming from
0: literally like. Chicago but um no, no I understand yeah I it feel what you're
2: so saying. San Francisco because again I moved from there around that time I, I it must have been a, in the 90s it must have been it was one way deal when I moved there and it was a different way when I split around yeah. <laughs> the time that Reloaded came out, frankly.
0: So, it was so one went to in the Bard water. and one went to Emerson. So,
2: oh, Bard, okay.
1: so. oh, wow.
0: Rich kids. Wow. No, yes. but it, 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 this movie must okay. have
1: hit so hard in the Bay Area, though. Like, I bet all Silicon Valley was creaming oh, in their, in their yeah. leather pants. Well, I was, I,
2: like I said, I, I had friends who all worked in yeah. the dot com and this is, I, I think I'm right, it's before the bust when this film came out. So these people were really getting high on their own supply. Like, I, look, m- my good friend, like, um, he was my roommate. He, he, I remember he showed me his phone once and, uh, I didn't have a phone. None of us had phones, but he goes, yeah, I have a phone. Boop, boop, boop. I'm going to call somebody. But he goes, look, it's drudge report. And it was no. so mind blowing. <laughs> this was, I remember it's 1999 around the time he saw the matrix. Cause he, this is where this guy's coming from. And he's like, I'm reading drudge report on my
0: phone <laughs> and i
2: i was blown away and really impressed and i was oh, like
1: no
0: way that's <laughs> not happening
2: like you're no scrolling way. a website so uh, so yes matrix was ma- is catnip it was made for the yeah, bay area in the late it was. 90s like and it's other really places true. but like it was it really resonated enormously it's totally
1: true. um uh, what, one other, like, funny Matrix uh, zeitgeisty thing I'd be remiss to not bring up uh, on tonight's show is uh, wa- watching the movie again this week and just remembering that fucking incredible writing choice in The Sopranos um, when, mm. um, when AJ... <laughs> AJ Soprano bought a, a gift for uh, his mom for for her birthday and of course it was the Matrix snapper DVD. Hell yeah. Dude, Dude. good one. <laughs> him, I forgot about that. Him buying her the Matrix yes. on DVD for her birthday. That's something I would have done like back in, you know, this fucking era. I totally would have bought yeah, like, my mom Merry the Merry Christmas DVD. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Is that in the era where Joe Palatano is like yeah. a cast member? Yeah. Wow. Joey Pants becomes Ralphie, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. He's
0: always the same character. I you know? know. Like, why would Morpheus ever <laughs> get that? think that guy know. would be know. valuable to the team? Because he he's, thought he like, was uh, the one at one point. Kind of street smart over here, you know? <laughs> yeah.
2: I know where the bodies are buried, you know? Yeah. like. Well, it's just, it's it's so like 40s. I, you know, mm-hmm. like, he's he's yeah. so... Not even like the World War II movie. He is, like, the guy that Humphrey Bogart goes to see and maybe square things out with him about uh, that dame <laughs> who's gone missing, you know?
1: Yeah, uh, right. You know what
2: I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. he's the street-smart kind of New york kind of thing, and it, and it is... It's charming, and it's very fun. Look, Matrix, to me, is goofy. Yep. I don't even think it's flawed. I think it's a strange patchwork, and it's very personal. Yeah. That's what I'll say. Very Is personal. that only individuals could have made that that was not made by committee yeah. right or like a banking company or right. like, you know corporate leaders that was made by a bunch of crazy folks yeah and that is what i'll always appreciate about it. that's what i really yep. mean because it's homegrown it had yeah, yeah. It, it, it's totally idiosyncratic for a blockbuster mm-hmm. i agree with you exactly uh, and not since maybe like star wars you know right
0: did you yeah have right it and is it kind of feels that way yeah. In the first movie, too, they're kind of free to mess around with stuff, too, like the deja vu thing or like the fact that belly button bug tracker, which doesn't make sense in the context of the movie, that they would need to, like, I mean, use this in that scene where they give him the belly button bug to track Neo. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> r- moments before, he's like used the agent has used his mind to zip his mouth shut, like Twilight yeah. Zone, you know? So he can do that, like make him not talk. But then they have to like hold him down and, and insert like a bug into his yeah, belly button to track him. You know, it doesn't it doesn't track with like the reality of the world or like what needs to happen? It might track him it, in the it, real it world. It provides though. that kind of body horror and like a little bit of. I feel like they're just kind of they're playing around in a free way in that first movie that like maybe later on they're like, well, it has to make sense in the computer world. The robot, what would a robot do? What would the software do? What would the software clone itself? And they're kind of stuck in the...
2: Well, it's created a universe that it has to kind of uh, adhere to as they move forward. But you're right. This film is just a jump ball. ball, The first one, The the Matrix. Yeah, and it's... It's a good point.
1: And and you're saying the David Cronenberg thing too, like, gotta love the very sort of crunchy CGI effects too at the end when neo dives into the agent and he's like yeah you know and it does look kind of cool you know uh, from yeah that perspective. i think
0: a lot of times digital effects like you know they don't aren't, aren't charming years down the road they just look bad but i think they work in this movie because totally. it's like all about digital and computers and stuff right. like that so it kind of like works in the context right, right. you can get away with anything <laughs> and it could look
2: relatively crude because hey it's all a simulation so yeah this is like the 2.0 of the matrix and you know like maybe you'll <laughs> It'll look better in the 3.0, but for now this is how <laughs> and, the reality looks. Yeah. It's true,
1: <laughs> right? And and also like I like I will say it does matter that this is 35 millimeter, you know, <clears throat> as well yeah. too, because it still definitely has that feeling of a real cinematic movie. Yeah. Um, and like you know, obviously the grain and the frame rate and everything. If you go, <laughs> I did this because of just nostalgia and morbid mm-hmm. curiosity, but I do not endorse anyone do this. Is I went and needle dropped the new Matrix movie, which came out a few years Ooh. ago that they did when they re- revisited the material. I saw it, dude. I couldn't make What's it past. Up? I couldn't make it past the first five minutes. But go on. Oh, it's brutal. Really? I couldn't. I
0: couldn't, I couldn't. <laughs> I it's couldn't. brutal. I mean, like, you, it's going to sound like I'm making it up, but it's like Neo is a guy. He's back in The Matrix and he is a software designer who's enormously rich because he's designed a video game that's super popular called The Matrix. <laughs> <So> that's <laughs> oh, like, that's no, no. the. Bring so everyone up. is, The Matrix is famous in that they're doing that thing like that reboots do where like the movie is famous within the movie, you know? So everyone knows what The wow. Matrix is because it's this video game. And. It's so strange but Neo is not just he you know he's the one right his name you rearrange the letters yep and right. it spells the one that's how you know he's the one right? right well it's no longer the one because Carrie Ann Moss is also part of the one
1: oh, so you I need can't. both
0: of them so she also becomes kind of the space jesus in it or computer jesus or whatever wow. in it to save the world so it's like them together wow is like the real secret sauce you know it's wow. very anyway it's Wow, uh, like Yeah, a mess. it's very bad. Well, all all I wanted <laughs> okay. to say about it is when I when I
1: needle dropped it, it was like um immediately the 35 millimeter is gone. It's now yeah. high frame rate, digital <laughs> photography, and it looks so fucking bad you know it's unreal how bad that movie it doesn't
0: looks. just look bad
2: <laughs> i know. Well, you know can i just say one thing i thought i was hoping that you were going to say evan what that you know I, I dragged myself i went to this 35 millimeter screening of the matrix it was kind of a beta print because what i'm saying is i would um, love to yeah. see yes a well-traveled old 35 yes. millimeter print of the matrix right now on the Agreed. big screen you Agreed. know like with the fucking you yeah. know like real changes and shit, holes, you know and cigarette burn that would be pretty dope
1: actually that would be dope i agree with that i agree with you on yeah. that that would work <laughs> all right well i feel i feel good that we got to revisit uh the matrix here for my
0: birthday episode <laughs> all right
1: uh that was one fucking hour in the matrix everybody um
0: i love wow. how evan's like a little embarrassed you know, oh, I am.
1: You loved this movie. <laughs> oh,
0: I am. I am. I am. What's I mean, it should be.
1: I mean, look, I I loved the hell out of our guilty pleasures episode we did a few months back, and I did consider this uh, for that show, um, but but oh, yeah. at, at the time I hadn't rewatched it in years, and I was like, ah, The Matrix ain't a guilty pleasure. That shit's good, <laughs> you know. And then oh, really? and then I'm and then I'm rewatching it for tonight's show, and I'm like, is this good? <laughs> you know. Well, so, can
2: I? I mean, I, yeah. I mean, the clock just just struck, but yeah. I mean. I, I don't I guess the bottom line for me is like I don't even know if it's like yeah bad or, or even that cringy and dated. Like we were saying, it's it's of its time. Yeah. For me it's just that it's kind of a it's it's a it's a jumbly patchwork. Yeah. Uh with often very interesting things. I don't even know if I'm like, fuck yeah. that movie. Like fuck Magnolia, you know. Yeah. Right. But like I don't know, Matrix is doing its thing.
1: You know it is. So, I don't know. It is. No, it's I, I better than I agree Magnolia. With you. No, no, I I I, I sort of agree with you. Matrix no, yeah. I like the first half I'm totally down when it kind of descends into these re- these re- like repetitious action scenes I did get kind of bored it just gets like, yeah, a little unbalanced yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you know with like, the, there's a, a lot of great elements, ideas right. and and I love bottom line is cheating my birthday whatever is yeah. I I just love that this is the wish fulfillment for the directors like they yeah. love this shit it's very nerdy they're nerdy but they had a fucking blast making it and it's purely them it's singular it exactly. is and, it and, is and, and, and idiosyncratic idiosyncratic and, and i and i appreciate it for that because they they probably you know love their you know rob zombie techno
0: and trench coats and you know children yeah, yeah. they were living it like they were living it yeah it's that you just can't write it off as one thing that's always against it is that you can't write it off you could always defend some movies and be like hey it's just a big dumb popcorn movie but the matrix is yeah. like yeah it's got all the pretense of philosophy and stuff going on that's sure. like such a big part of it so um yeah it's like there you, you can't really dismiss it because it's trying to be smart too, right? Know? Totally, it's unique. Um, and it's I respect that. It is. You know. It is very unique. Uh, respect.
1: All right. So, um, all right, guys. Well, let's, no, let's talk never about... talk about it ever again. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that's it forever. Dun, um, dun, dun. Well, wh- wait till I read you guys more pages from my 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 portfolio and the other yeah. things wow. that I that I liked. Um, yeah, here it says in my portfolio, my 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 favorite albums at the time were Led Zeppelin two paranoid yeah. and uh something else i'm like damn i was pretty fucking cool back then <laughs> you know that's like, awesome yeah
0: i know um, how old were you on that when you wrote that 13 yeah that's so. awesome i mean Sounds it could have been right? like red hot chili that's led zeppelin age for sure i mean like i always yeah. said if you're not into though. zeppelin by age 14 that's not gonna happen
1: <laughs> yeah exactly so i was pretty stoked um so now we did the matrix and yep. uh what are we doing next What's okay, going on so here? we 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 said at the top of the show that this is the Matrix is part of a new series we're doing here for the month of November. <laughs> what the fuck could that be? Um, but no, uh, it is, and and we're very excited about this because we've been we've been you know prior this whole summer we were talking about movies from the '60s, '70s, '80s. We just did a bunch of horror, so we're sort of thinking you know where do we go from here? We want to change it up a little bit, so we were thinking why don't we? examine one of our favorite, most unique, uh, fun-to-talk-about years of cinema history, 1999, baby. So um, this whole month of uh, November, we're going to be getting into movies from the year 1999. uh, Starting... with this episode
2: you're watching
1: (laughs) that's right so the matrix that's right so it kind of worked out uh so we're going to kind of uh you know we kind of started off on the uh on a weird foot here with the matrix but we're going to be getting into some other interesting flicks here uh for the rest of the month um I think I'm allowed to I love to un- this year. I, yeah. I I I think I'm allowed to unveil them here, what we're gonna do, right? I think we figured do, out. Are we gonna do
2: all of them or just kinda go piecemeal like tune in next week, tune in next week? Like
1: sure we could do like that. Like we'll at least
2: announce next week's. I don't sure. Know.
1: Okay. We can do that. Um so next well, week how, is- how
2: long running is it? I'm sorry, just uh the month. sort of talking about this in public. Yeah, we got four <laughs> the episodes. <next> year. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: You wanna do four you wanna do four? Like we're gonna like do make four a nice yeah. tight four.
1: I think okay. we'll do a tight four and then um, I, I would love to do a bonus episode on the Patreon where we just do one, out, one hour on the year and we can talk about all the other films well, that's a good idea. that we want to, okay. you know, just chat about, maybe a little freestyle. Uh, project. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but the one we're going to do next week, I'm very excited about. I just rewatched it. We're going to be bringing on a special guest Shout out next week. We're going to have David Chen on the show, uh, on the main show for the first time. He was on the bonus episode over on Patreon, but he's coming on the show uh, for for real this time. Uh, And we're going to get into... It was his suggestion. We all love this movie. I'm very excited to get into it because it is a change of pace for us, especially tonally. We're going to be getting into one fucking hour on Alexander Payne's election for next year. Yeah, baby. Next year. Next week. (laughs) and at, right
2: next year next week no and uh, another great 1999 movie and the thing is you know he's in the news he's got a new film that's come out recently that's right um, i'm gonna see it as soon as i can here the leftovers that's right it looks very cool i'm hearing a lot of good buzz about it actually oh that's cool. So, you know yeah he's back baby
1: he's you know. back so we're gonna be able to get into election next week uh really great rewatch man i fucking loved it uh, there's a lot that so I think good we're gonna want to get into a lot of the set pieces pick there. flick pick flick <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. So everybody get your pre-watch in on election. And then that, of course, will drop next week, man. So um, we forgot to say, too, we uh, skipped a week last week. I, I had some crazy travel, and so we just figured we'd postpone to this week. But here we are, the Matrix going into election. So uh, everybody get your pre-watch in. And, of course, if you're not already signed up for the Patreon, we've got a bunch of new uh, subscribers lately, too. So shout out to everyone who's signed up to the Patreon. Yes. Um, welcome and so yeah patreon.com slash one fucking hour or you can scroll underneath this video if you want to uh if you want access to the same perks on youtube you can click the join button under this video sign up and become a moment for five bucks a month as well same perks <laughs> as the patreon uh works both ways whatever you whatever you fancy uh so okay everybody well um we can't leave you guys oh, i'm very excited what This is going to be, but we can't leave you, (laughs) of course, without your moment of zen. All right, everybody, have a great rest of your week, and we will see you on the flip side for election, man. Tom? Mr.
2: Anderson. (laughs)
1: Good night. (laughs) Oh, my God.
2: I already saw it. I was going to wrap it, but it's wasteful to the environment.
1: Thank you, young man.
2: The Matrix. I haven't seen it yet.
1: Right up our alley. Motherfucking goddamn orange peel beef. That was wicked, man.